0: Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good coffee break to help me get through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi weekly recap episode getting into the heads of the players and the characters, discussing what they just encountered in the previous week. Sit back, sip some good brew, and enjoy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Break. We have a lot to talk about, don't we? there's a lot that happened last episode first impressions mm-hmm. let's just start there what what how, how'd you feel about how the episode went for your character Erdo's glad that he finally got some rest mm, that's right he was a little <laughs> sleep deprived <laughs> <laughs> yeah I he was tired second that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I think it
2: was It was a fun episode a um, lot of a lot of conversation intense conversation um, I think we're at a a turning point, though. On hopefully, hopefully we're kind of at the peak of it, actually. So, coming into episode five
3: should be maybe more directional on what we're doing. I think we just. I think we we're talking about if you take out the sleep, the eight hour long rest. You the the game only covers three hours. Yeah, we of role played. <laughs> we role played all three hours of us being it awake. Was, it was <laughs> like the most real time, like one to one. Fantasy
0: to
1: real time. I like that.
0: We we woke up, went downstairs, walked outside.
4: Yeah, that's actually. Oh wow, that is all we did. Yeah, that is it all y'all did.
3: Yes,
5: yeah. Berg actually felt like there wasn't a lot of conversation. He felt like there should have been more, but you know, whatever. He kept mm-hmm. leaving the group though for hours on end <laughs> to go find <laughs> that's vegetables. True. T- talking about the original, the true. original conversation. He had, started he the episode. conversations. It was
3: just with birds. <laughs>
0: I'll talk to my own friends. That was, yeah, I did.
3: Is there <laughs> now? No. Well, he, he, he had one. to talk, talk to someone because the people. guy wouldn't
5: talk to him.
1: Who guy? The The horn
5: dude. That's right. You oh. refused to have a conversation.
1: It's true. He wasn't a bird, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up that much. You didn't cast animal Druid? messenger on it. I know. You should have <laughs> <should laughs> cast that's the animal your messenger. <laughs>
4: animal <laughs> friendship skill too Dang low. it. Opportunity <laughs> lost. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's a great place to start. Why don't we talk about that battle? Okay. So uh, it was Erdo and Berg, right? How did it go for you? Expectations versus reality. Let's let's do that. It went exactly as I expected. I mean, talking feelings doesn't work. Okay,
2: you died a
5: lot.
3: Um, twice. I twice, think twice. Yeah. died um, Twice. Yeah.
2: Trying to catch yeah. up with Arugula's death total. Yeah.
1: that would I will not be outdone. Oh
5: yes. Uh, I think That's I had right there. There. more of an expectation around like. I would have something to respond to, but I never really got that. It was like a question, I didn't know the answer to the question, so I respond. I responded, I think Erdo responded, that he did know the answer to the question. Like, oh, I know who Arugula is. Um, and then there was like maybe another question, and then I was like, I, again, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'd love to talk with you and fi-
1: help you figure it out, and then he
5: attacked me, and I was like, you motherfucker.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't super comfortable with ignorance or trickery. I don't know. He wasn't having it.
4: It seemed it seemed pretty overmatched or unmatched. The fight. It was pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, Erdo is pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just we don't know really how, impressed
1: how by er- how Erdo handled himself. Like it was. Five spell slots. <laughs> Still yeah, good thing that Batty disappeared because he, he had it coming. <laughs>
3: as soon as spiritual weapon made its way around the corner <laughs> he, w- he had it go. i'm
1: just imagining God like out. a spear like bouncing down the hallway like do, 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 do. beauty and the beast here oh, i come yeah if only
4: if only we waited for him to cast messenger into his head or s- <laughs> to say something into his head it would have mm. turned the tide
2: but I, i'm pretty sure he only had like six hit points the big baddie so like Maybe a one swing would have, could have knocked him out, but we don't know because they didn't hit the guy. Yeah, he, he took <laughs> zero damage. That is zero such damage. a great point. <laughs> we don't game. know how powerful he was other than the fact that Ur- Berg kept going down.
4: I mean, Erdo had to immediately start using his turns to heal Berg. So, <laughs>
0: Not heal, like bring him back. Bring him back, yeah. I think you only had like one spell slot left when we finally finished, so I could have only brought you back one more time.
5: I mean, going into it... I don't know how many spells you had, but I only had two no, total spells. It was barely anything yeah. going into the fight. So, that was the end geez. of the day. We were I was expecting a long rest. Yeah, that was uh, it's like a, I think I had been up for like close to 40 hours at that point cuz I didn't sleep the night before. <laughs> what um, I love
3: about that is I didn't think about that when I put him in the room. So it was like honest. You know, it wasn't it wasn't metagamey of like You know, sometimes it's like, oh, they haven't had a battle today. You can throw something at them because they have, Mm. you know, they're full. Yeah. Or sometimes you're like, maybe I shouldn't throw a battle at them because they only have one spell slot left. But I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, no, the shifter would be in the room. Mm -hmm. And then between sessions, I think you said, or maybe you said, somebody said... Mm Hey,
5: you'd only know, only have like one spell left. I was like, That
3: that sucks right <laughs> Sucks there, to boy. suck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I had
5: I think I had the cantrips, which don't really do damage at all. Actually, no, they definitely don't do damage. Um, and then I had one spell slot for first level and one third level. So my plan but none oh, of my, my third swing, level spells. Are, you have a
3: stick yeah. does one D eight?
5: One D eight. Woohoo. I mean that's... <laughs> I mean, then it's then better than it's better than what did get put on them. Yeah, that is yes, if you have
3: Six hit points, you're could do it. You're one hit. three quarters of the way think, there. Uh,
0: that's a walking cane.
2: There yep. you go. Thank you for his bad back. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think I would rather, I rather it that way. You're yeah. not paying attention to our spell slots or health or stuff like. Yeah. Mm.
4: I I, w- I was interested by, um, like, find the guy. Now I'll kill you. It's like I need you to do something for me. While I'm ending your life, it's like he's putting him down. But it, I
0: didn't get the impression he was going to kill him, but Mm-mm. but like knock him out, because he said collateral. Yeah, he collateral. didn't say.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, but that's a that's a unconscious,
4: unconscious and, let, and dead or but different. It's true, but yeah. it's a it's a gamble, yeah. right? But, it's yeah, you, like hey, you're unconscious. You do three failed death saves. But
2: at the end of the day, he, Berg said, "I don't know who this is. Tell me more about him." Mm-hmm. he's like, you're useless to me. Mm -hmm. I'll hold you as collateral. You know who he is. Mm -hmm. You go find him. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You leave. He didn't even try to touch him. He's like, what are you doing standing there? You told me to stand still. So so Berg's Berg's useless
4: to me. So he can die. He can be collateral.
3: Let's say he did die. To the shifter, it's like, okay, well, I don't have collateral. But now they know what happens if I show back up again. And they give me this whole, I don't know where the blue one is. Someone's going to die. So find the blue one.
4: But we literally don't know where the blue one yeah, is. Thank you. He no, doesn't know you. that, though. I was, like, Berg, I
5: was like, Berg never lied. He was not trying to deceive
4: anyone. I, mean, I <laughs> yeah. have, I have a little bit his, of him inside uh, of him uh, him and stuff. From think, the shifter's
3: perspective.
0: I think I intentionally wanted Erdo to withhold information, but not say anything false. And mm, I definitely sure. wasn't going to leave Berg. That could have been a a partial party kill. And you did, you did do that.
1: Yeah,
3: He balanced that situation really well. When you left the room, I was really excited. I was excited for, like, the situation to play out of, like, they come back from Tucker, and Erdo's like, guys, um, you know, one of our group is being held hostage upstairs. What are we going to do? I was looking forward to that, but then you came back in. And-
0: well, I knew I wasn't going to leave, but I also wanted to notify the rest of the party in case something did happen. Mm-hmm. They at least knew what was going on. Mm-hmm.
4: Your response was, like, like I didn't want to do
0: that in front of him, so he wasn't expecting
5: you know, whatever. Also, is the barkeep like crazy powerful, or was like I remember? I can't remember if there was flames, or you were explaining there was flames around his head, or if that's just the fact that his hair is red. Um, definitely, like flame, when definitely sh- flames around his head. That'd be dope. <laughs> no, um, his hair is one hundred percent on fire. Because <laughs> he's, he's a fire ganasi. I that's that that's cool. Because um, I was like, I think either he's lying to you,
0: buddy, right now, either. He's got that spicy beard. What did you? Because
5: the barkeep, as soon as the barkeep shows up, that's when the shifter just disappeared. Ooh, or, yeah, and went maybe. away. And I was like, maybe this dude is super powerful, or maybe he just doesn't want public people, the I public, was, to know about. I it. I, I thought, thought it was like, more of the
4: public. Like, I read, I read into type. the public perception. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I was listening back to it, and I legit laughed by myself when, when you said, "Oh, I have the wrong room." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's the most Erda thing to say, right?" I, now. I was,
0: I was going to just walk out, and but that didn't work out. <coughs> Let Berg <laughs> figure it out. That's funny.
1: Okay, uh, let's <clears throat> see. What before we move on from this scene, I just want to ask, on A-O. like a personal, emotional level, for the players who were there in the room, uh, how did you feel when you realized that's a lot of damage? <laughs> it was a lot of damage. Uh, I had twenty four hit
5: points left at the time i mean i don't have a lot of hit points originally but and then the first thing he did to me when i was just saying like i want i want to help you it was like 30 points of damage so i was like oh gotcha. yep, i'm down <laughs> no chance to say or do anything
1: outside of talk yeah there was very little room for margin for even error. that i was like
3: i just prepped him I didn't necessarily look at I I said like what would what would this you know quote unquote monster have mm-hmm. what spells would he have mm-hmm. like what would he be able to do and then when we were in the game I actually read what the damage output of the spells when it and it was like 8d8 and I was like oh,
4: okay. oh sh- I was like this is going <laughs> to this is going to hurt
1: so uh, yeah that and that's a good question not to like interrupt my own question but like when you design battles normally right you try to balance them somehow mm. to make sure that it's not you know going to be continually destroying the party so um that didn't seem to be the case in this instance yeah. and what do you the, what did you want to what message this do you is a little metagaming
3: but to me and maybe the other dm at dms at the table can kind of like weigh in but for me there's like two <laughs> kinds of battles there's like uh, like everyday battles that you make sure are balanced and just hard enough so the players don't die but you could die if you're not smart and it's just the right amount of challenge but then there's also like the real seams or the shifters that's like I'm prepping them for them not for you. So if you go up against them early or you know what you could die, right? So they yeah. they are created for them whereas like if you guys fight some gnolls, they're created for you. And I make sure that it's like be smart about it. Um, be creative. You could mm. die, but you probably won't. You know. That so makes the more ship- sense. shifter makes, was one of those like
0: it makes the world more real because yeah. like in video games and stuff, you have level one, level two, and stuff gets mm-hmm, harder. Mm-hmm. But in the real world, you can go to just a shady place and fight somebody that's way more powerful than you. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's more like uh, like Zelda. You and I were talking about this, like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. When you play it, you could find yourself in you a part of the world. The you can go straight to the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did that, and, and I turned the game off immediately and never played it again.
1: <laughs> Which is why... And you will we, die. Yeah, yeah sure. Wait, like, I can fly? Okay, cool. What? I can't fight that thing. <laughs> <laughs> <a> i <stupid> <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, but yeah, that's why balancing is good, right? But I don't know. I thought maybe... Did it give the players, you guys, the sense that, um, oh my God, I'm... I don't know, I'm in this world, there's stuff going on, there's people running around, and I'm just a person in it. As opposed to the fact that when, you know, from your own perspective, you're seeing the world, and you're like, oh yeah, this this story is tailored towards me, right? Yeah, I think,
0: I mean, go ahead. No, I was going to say, sometimes, I mean, joking aside with the talking feelings, but sometimes fighting isn't the option. Sometimes you have to run away. and mm. that's That's always an option. I don't know that Erdo would say that, but I definitely recognize it, you know.
5: Yeah, and I think I think Berg is recognized. He's 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 definitely been in fights in his life before, but he's recognizing that okay, I haven't fought in a while. I haven't. I don't think I've faced anything this powerful before, or maybe I, my bones are just more brittle, and that's mm. what, that was one of his big things. Like, oh my back. Um, Hilarious, by the way. But he. And I think th- so one of the immediate things that he did, which hasn't really come to fruition, is he's like, OK, I need to be more intentional and urgent about getting in contact with the other druids mm. so I can have some sort of like help back up. Like, I mean, he's still just chilling with his mm. uh, original player leather armor or whatever leather coat. That's so that's essentially all that he has <clears throat> for armor class. But gotcha. So it was more of a recon- recognition that I was like, yeah, I'm, I will die if we're, we're I get another of- battle
0: elderly druids roll up in their scooters.
1: It just <laughs> hit Anthony. Are they all- <laughs> <laughs> it hit elderly. him a little late.
4: <laughs> he was like staring off and he was like, uh, yeah,
3: It's like a geriatric druid. It's like we're playing and then all of a sudden <laughs> there's like a
4: slow-mo cut-off shot. <laughs> it's going to be like <laughs> gr- <Yes>. grandfather's <laughs> <or> anarchy <laughs> on their back <laughs> you know.
1: Good stuff. Oh my God. I also didn't want to let this pass by, but you know, if. Berg's back is hurting. It's really important for him to have backup. I just wanted to say that. Hey! Oh, wow. it's true. Yeah, we haven't been very accepting of Berg in our party, <laughs>
2: so he has to keep calling for his friends that he knows to come join the party. So we're going to have like seven more guys roll up in this
3: D&D group. I like to think that that bird that he sent to go get all the geriatric druids like mm-hmm. flies in in front, like winks, and keeps going <laughs> the slow-mo scene. <laughs> oh,
4: and then and then as the bird's leaving the scene, you see one of Blake's arrows just go right through <laughs> right through its head. Hey guys, I got breakfast.
1: It's like <laughs> wink! Uh, uh, God. <laughs> Fantastic. Right.
4: I love that scene.
1: Before we move on, Anthony, I wanted to give you a chance to react to that's a lot of damage. Um Me, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything to add?
0: Uh not really, because I was I think I was paying more attention to my spell slots than my hit points, honestly. And I was I was watching those drop. I wasn't maybe I should have been looking at my hit points.
1: I was watching your friend drop. That's what I was watching. Over and over. over (laughs) Waiting for the beat to drop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the rest of the party was over at Tucker's and this time we kinda got more of the story from Tucker. So I wanted to see um, how you guys feel about that storyline right now. First off, do you believe him, or do you think he's leading you on another squirrel trail, as it were?
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I totally believe Tucker. that uh, The story that his mom died, and they took out a loan to see if these clerics could bring her back, and they weren't able to, and now they're indebted to this guy, and has got some funky interest on it. Um that he'll never pay it off. And, yeah, the story fits. I think so. Yeah, I
4: mean, I believe him. I don't, you know, Caledon still thinks he's a little turd bucket, but he doesn't believe he's being dishonest about the story. Um, and even in some ways, wants to. he wants to help in whatever way he can, mostly because of Blake, but I don't know that Caledon wants want to do it on his own accord because it's tucker uh, but i think blake feels strongly
2: yeah i think there's parts in the game where you like maybe could, would consider doing like an insight check when you hear something but when i feel like when an npc says something when nobody's around and it's like oh my gosh they're coming for me like take that as like truth rather than yeah hey dm do i believe what he said when i heard when i was going out the window <laughs> <laughs> do i
4: believe what he said when there was no one around him yeah, at yeah, all yeah so
5: <laughs> something that just i uh, just bias maybe he's with That's the true. girl he's just trying to impress her like you never know yeah, that works all the time. You're just like, "Hey, girl, watch this." I'm really terrified.
2: Sympathy <laughs> <laughs> points. Sympathy points. <laughs> oh my god! Can you protect me?
1: <laughs> they love that. They love that stuff. <laughs>
5: oh my gosh!
1: Wow. Yeah, no, it was fun.
2: It was a. It was a good. Uh, I, I like that. That scene. It was. It was fun. We go back up there, and he's not there. And of course, and we have to find him.
1: But
4: I think I'm grateful, partially because. And this I'm, I'm coming out of the game here obviously but um you know things i you know the likelihood that things shift pretty quickly in our you know and what we do next is probably pretty high so to get some of that story to hear some of like how uh, our dm kind of fleshed out a story that was kind of just sitting you know, under the surface there i thought that was rewarding you know it was it was good to like you know Paint that picture a little bit more, um, and when we think back on it, or if we do kind of move on, like, and we don't stay with that story much longer, then we at least have some of those details, and the story feels fuller. You Does know?
3: it make sense of <clears throat> like sessions past where um, Berg casts detect magic when you guys first met him, and there was an, a magical aura in the bag, not in the pouch where the uh, cubes were? Yeah, it was the. And I, th- I think at the time everybody thought the magic was the cubes. Uh, of course, in my head mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not the cubes, it's the lightning bugs. It's the bug. lightning bugs. And then yeah, it made sense of the magic downstairs uh, in the basement. Yeah, mm-hmm. it ma- hopefully it made sense of Tucker's like um, hyper, uh, like apprehensive um, desire to tell you guys anything in the cart, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to go home. <laughs> my hope was like when that came out, it was like. Oh this makes sense. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Like honestly,
4: of- honestly, bro, like right now I'm doing I'm going. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I still thought the cubes yeah. were magical. I, I, know. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I kinda still thought the cubes were magical. <laughs> we need to figure out what these cubes are. He said they were. Well he did currency, say that they were currency. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a I mean I would have found out soon enough so if I was able to sit and hold them for a little while, but yeah. Um, and I just sat there, i spent 10 minutes them, and then looked at the DM. He'd been like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing you, I <laughs> would have not have loved that. would have been like, what? Did I just
3: spend 10 minutes holding these little they're cubes? Actually, they're just dice. Like, yeah. <laughs> you,
4: uh, you, and then you go, um, you, and looks a little closer and realizes that they're just, they're dice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the
2: cubes are value. I think they'll, they'll they can potentially I, get us something. I'm I glad, think glad they'll help. have them. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I think they'll help as we get, as we meet people. Yeah, Finn might be What are, to they, are they going to help? Um, if their they'll currency don't tell him, don't tell him. Okay, secret. I can't tell you. <laughs> what you guys really have a
2: plan with these cubes? Um, I mean, we have a rogue. I mean, if they're used in the black line and stuff, and Finn has some idea, he might be able to know. The what they only are, information so. we
4: have that you've given us is that their currency with. The group of people that he's in business with. Got it. So
2: they also have another type of currency that's gold that turns into wood at some point, singles. It's weird. I
0: think that's just counterfeit currency. Oh. So my thought was that the stones can't be counterfeited. That's um, why they use them.
2: Um, that was your way. You're in our group.
0: Wow. Jeez <laughs> All that's like locked up in Erdo's brain now. Woo! So good thing wow. you
1: got it like through the player. yes yes yes. yeah so speaking of tucker's storyline um how much of a priority is that to your character right now helping tucker because we got several things going on right now yeah i
2: think uh for blake he wants to help tucker but he doesn't want to help Thalanil. so he's trying to (laughs) walk that line um, and if Thalino keeps throwing it at his face to get Blake to do things because of Tucker, it's he's going to start to resent that situation, but he does want to help Tucker
4: and his family. I, uh, I'll i talk about this maybe more when we get to this part, but uh, I think Kaladin has a uh, new resolve, and I think the uh, the boy doesn't really factor into that much at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Kaladin cares, and especially if... Uh, Blake is, um, if Blake moves off the desire, I, there's, there's almost no reason for Kaladin to help.
2: I do think it, I do think that the, the, if we investigate the black line, like Finn wants to do, it could potentially lead to freeing Tucker and his family.
4: Yeah. It would be like, but it would be, it wouldn't be a primary thing. It would be like bonus
2: right i might get to shoot some things it'd be fun
4: yeah like we're we're not gonna try to go we're not do. we're not going down this road to free tucker but it'll definitely be in my thoughts it'll be inevitable thoughts
1: and prayers thoughts and prayers (laughs) accidental generosity
4: yeah yeah that's for that's for caledon yeah but i think i'll i'll probably um in that regard i'll be looking to blake to caledon will look to blake and Blake's desire mm. urgency around. Okay.
1: It. Just a quick note like I'm realizing you're, you know, willing to help Tucker for Blake and Blake is willing to go find your mom for mm-hmm. Kaladin. Like how huh, how cool. It's, like it, it's a black hole of uh <laughs> yeah, of like <laughs> <Yeah>. of non-fights. <laughs> <laughs> of non-fights. No, I just think like that's like support, you know, like that's like feels like I care about this because you care about it and that's part of what brings you into relationship, yeah. which is cool. Mhm. <laughs> They're also like two, like kind of like military types, so, or at least like battle, Ooh, battle. Types. I would have never. You know I, would what have I mean, battle types. French. There we go. Battle. Types. Maybe yeah, yeah. I'll give Sorry. you. I'll give you. give you a battle type. I wouldn't give. They're two battle types. types. So yeah, like to find that thing. kind of like care for each other's cares, I think is cool.
4: That's what called me in a friend. So yeah, and I think and I think that's I think that's true for uh, it's true for Urdo as well. Like I think Kaladin, it like it is. Between these two characters, mm-hmm. uh, he does feel uh, a sense of family yeah, and Finn. brotherhood. Yeah. So, and Finn, yeah. Sorry, I think it's there for everyone. I just want to point Berg. out that in this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in this moment, just, just we were just—I was it.
1: finding <laughs> this one connection. Let's name everybody but Berg. <laughs> <laughs> Even the DM a little bit. Yeah. Valenel. I mean, I mean, all the Valenel, You know, I'm yeah. feeling feeling close.
4: Yeah. Tucker could stay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the barkeep, throw him in there. Yeah, the
2: you know, Yeah. akbar
4: Akbar, (laughs) pour one out for the (laughs) homie
1: travis travis anyone (laughs) yeah he's gonna join the party thomas's new character sounds like it oh after wait (laughs) uh did the rest of you guys want to ring in on priority For for tucker saving tucker does erdo care
3: at all about tucker
0: uh N- not so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't think of a reason um <laughs> like if urdo if were to encounter the story because Erdo wasn't around to hear the story so right. so outside mm. of metagaming it um urdo would just kind of think he got himself into that trouble it's not my responsibility to save him but if the party said, "Hey, we
3: should help this guy," it's like, "Okay, we should help this guy." I need to stop creating like heartwarming characters and just start creating a bunch of assholes. You know, no.
5: That's like, <laughs> you
2: do that already. What do you mean? <laughs> no, just
3: like a bunch of Thalnells. A <laughs> oh, that'll
4: be fun. You that's did. The, <laughs> for,
2: the little Tucker is an eleven-year-old thalonil. For, for two sessions, he was an asshole. Uh, uh, yeah. Like
0: if we started out and Tucker said oh, I need to save my family because we're in debt and stuff like that instead of trying to shyster us with squirrels. It might have been a different impression.
4: But I mean, he led us on a long while path. While that's true, there's no reason for Tucker to do that 100%. to a random group of Correct. people. You that's know what right. I mean? Like yeah. He doesn't know who we are. 100%. He doesn't know that we would help. That's he right. doesn't know that... He probably doesn't share that information to anybody but his father. Right, There's right, no right. reason to share that. The to only us. reason
3: you guys know is because you've gone down the rabbit trail a bit with him. Squirrel trail. Mm-hmm. Squirrel trail. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It
2: would have been intriguing to see what would have happened if Berg hadn't ruined the lightning bo- lightning bugs, like his concern for life, yeah. and then mm-hmm. just destroyed a dead body. But
5: I think that was time not rolling uh, around on top of it. I remember. No, it was I think a, he was
4: clear that it was the they were tampered with he's shaking his head yes you're not looking at him <laughs> yeah because
2: tucker when he wasn't able to because blake addressed that with him like how much how much value did they have and he's like well they didn't have any value because i was going to give him gold for his, yeah his time it's like okay if it was worth 20 gold a lightning bug here's
4: 60 gold mm-hmm just you for the listener we that up just for the listener we keep talking in no, game about gold party. <laughs> <laughs> like we have a lot of it yeah that's what i'm we, at, we I'm still like, don't where, have a lot of gold, 60 gold from? I, I,
0: don't know. I have no gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly It's <laughs> a great bit i
3: have like 50 55 gold Finn is if he was here he would probably chime in and say yeah i really want some gold because he keeps pushing that, like hey, well, sure, right. do, he can hold my gold. I'm just gonna he says, let's booze, go do a job and arrows. like make some side money. That's like his. And when I talk to him between sessions, and I, you know, I ask all of y'all, what do you want to do next? What do you have on your mind? That's one of his big things. Is like, I want to go do. I just want to go get some cash flow.
4: You know, it's interesting. In game, he made that comment to you, and like in that moment, Calden like kind of stood up for him a little bit, and then. uh, tried to argue why doing this job could be helpful. And then he goes, his response was, I just want gold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, was, I think that was just shutting down the conversation. He didn't want to discuss it with Al. No, that,
4: totally. Yeah. And So my, my point there is that that may be true, but there's also a reality that he's going to tell Thalonil mm-hmm. that he wants gold, but he doesn't actually. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to research, you know, these leads, but he doesn't trust Thalonil. So he's not going to. I didn't pick up on that until he said that. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I, get, was, I get what you're putting down now. <laughs> I'll
2: was, stop. <laughs> he was about not going downstairs until we had a conversation. Let's not talk to Thalonel until we talk as a group. Mm-hmm. And then even when we went downstairs and we got brought yeah. up and Thalonel pushed in on him, he was like, no, nah, I'm not. I, I just want gold. I, I don't yep, want to talk to you. Just want gold.
4: Yep. Yeah. I picked, that, I picked up on that late, but...
1: Hmm. I'm having the aha moment right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't clear in the session. No, it's not that it wasn't clear. I just wasn't, yeah, 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 re- I wasn't yeah. paying attention and Finn is doing it something a, yeah. nuanced. Yeah. So elephant in the room, let's talk about Thalanil. So it seemed like at some point Kaladin said the phrase to the party, hey, Thalinil and me got to uh, some kind of like a uh, consensus, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it became clear that that was not necessarily the case. So mm-hmm. uh, what's the question? The question is, yeah, just where are you at with as a as a party and then as a player? Blake.
2: Oh yeah, um, uh, he, he's dead to me. <laughs> oh he's not God. dead. He's not dead yet. I guess you would like him Jeez, to be dead. Man, <laughs> yeah, it almost got. It almost to came to that in 100. the game. Zero to. 100. I don't think it was zero to a hundred. You say it like it's zero to hundred. I don't think it is. It um, one
3: one comment he said. He said, "Yeah, I don't want you guys. I don't want you around." It's been a buildup, though. It's been it, a buildup. It's up. been a buildup. Yeah. I think Valenel
4: has said many things that, um, if it, and you know, Derek's playing Blake actually pretty. Consistently, he's always reacted strongly to someone talking down to him from our very first season when we first started, and I think Thalny's Thalnil has pretty consistently done that, even when mm-hmm. even before the handshake moment and the the tavern. I think that's been pretty consistent. When, of when else has he done that? I
3: can't
5: remember
4: it's when more,
3: else
5: he's talked to Blake. It's more the like one. I think so. What? <laughs> Is iceberg, that iceberg likes um but I think that it's more Thalonil's like offhanded comments about like, I'm not here for the rest of y'all, I'm here for Kaladin, or I don't care about like the rest of y'all, I just care about what Kaladin wants to do. Or So it's like those like kind of like offhanded disses or mm-hmm. digs at Blake that I think kind of dig at his character. Cause Blake just wants, he wants friends and he wants people who value him and value who he is. Mm-hmm. And he values when people are like, I'm with you, I'm similar to you, I'm whatever with you and (laughs) Thalonel's done nothing but like create a line of separation, be like, the only reason you're here is because you know Kaladin. Like Mm -hmm. and that's I think what causes the tension.
3: But but, so so what has the party done to earn Thalonel's trust? Why do we need to? That's kinda I think the impression and so what does he need to earn you trust? Because he's asking us to do something. He's asking Kaladin to
4: do something. And Kaladin's made there, it clear. There, there's that, the lie. But, but, <laughs> Kaladin, but Kaladin's <laughs> made it clear that he's asking the group to do something. And there you go. Spice so, Girls. Hmm? Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Yeah. Billy. Yeah.
5: But I think that Berg, I think, has seen the stuff that he's seen of Thalenyl is that, okay, all of his intentions are right, but his, the we've we always we've had this conversation in gaming i think more out of game though but like the intent versus impact is different and like his intention behind what he's wanting to do isn't having the same impact as what he would think it would in like the party so like the last conversation where berg kind of not misinterpreted but like added in logic and reason to mm-hmm. erdo's thing about don't speak in riddles because erdo never said logic and reason he just said um don't speak in riddles with the group they won't understand it be like straightforward and thalon was like yeah i'm always straightforward and i always talk about logic and reason and all that and i was like maybe don't lean on that because they i was trying to be like dig more into your feelings and talk about how you value them as human beings
1: but i don't know if that came across or not so (laughs) i'm not sure thalon got the message yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) urdo how do you feel about thalon
0: One of the things, I think I've talked to a couple of you guys outside of session. Um, The way I've kind of crafted Erdo is that he picks up character traits from other characters. And Mm. one of the things that he gets specifically from Blake is whether or not he trusts people. And he gets something from Kaladin and something from Arugula when Arugula is around. He won't tell me what it is. Yeah, (laughs) not yet. It it came up with Derek. And this change, it's interesting because... Blake and Thalonil had the biggest fallout. So I think that's going to have a big effect on how I play Erdo with it. Because I think even before that, Erdo was rarely trusting of Thalonil because of the amulet and all that. And, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah, you sure were. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then and I think there was a little bit of spite also thinking about it. Because, let me think about that. Because if Erdo thought, like, Thanos, Thalonil was our friend... And then we went and meet him, and then he said, oh, I don't care about you guys, I just care about Kaladin. Mm. And I was like, oh, why was I talking to you this whole Mm. time? Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't didn't think about that. So, yeah, Erdo definitely doesn't like (laughs) (laughs) Externally, I just externally processed
4: that Thalonil is dead to me, just (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) Once again, you are taking your cue from, like... (laughs) So, I think for Kaladin, Thalinil is not dead to Kaladin. Um, but I do think Kaladin's coming to a place where he's realizing that Thalinil is kind of driving the show a little bit. That he's, that the party is kind of in an, uh, in some ways like subject to whatever Thalinil thinks the next step should be. And I just, I think Kaladin is like, yeah, um, this is, He's going to take more ownership over... If we're going to go look for the mom, his mom, like, Kaladin's going to have more say in what that looks like. I think the thing with Wesselheim is impacting Kaladin. Um, I think the realization that his father is probably the greatest source of information is impacting Kaladin. And none of those need thalamel. So... I think, you know, I don't think Kaladin has ill will towards Thalinil. I think he sees Thalanil's, you know, distance from the group. And Kaladin's very sensitive to that. And he doesn't want to keep asking the group to follow some dude uh, when the group is growing increasingly dissatisfied with him. But he's also realizing, I, but I can, if I'm going to ask the group to do something, there's plenty of things that we can do. That is because I want to do them, not because Thalno wants to do them. Mm-hmm. And so I think the group would get behind that.
0: I think like as you're saying it I'm processing it of looking to him as a lead to a quest instead of the leader of the quest. Mm-hmm. So he's just, he says, hey, this is something you guys should go do. Yeah. So Thalno's led no us things. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not leading us yeah. actively.
4: Yeah. I can see our group uh, continue. I, I don't know what will happen next session, right? Whether we stay with or d- depart from Thalno. Um, I can see both happening and I can see both happening amicably, like not in a way that like, uh, breaks relationship with Thalano. So I think we just have to see how that plays out. And, um, I'm excited for both possibilities. Um, but I said it, you know, Kaladin said it is something he's very sensitive to with Thalano, particularly with Blake is I don't, you know, I said it to Blake, I don't want to put you in a situation in which you're constantly having to hold yourself back. Which is, you know something that Blake's having to do right now. Um, so yeah
1: um, Where are you guys headed next? So you're standing outside a shop, right? Is everybody there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody's there. okay? Mm-hmm. Your intention for being in the shop is what? The next thing Valenil told, to told us. The next thing told us
4: we had to do. So um, I think there's a there's probably something that'll happen towards the beginning. I think we'll probably um, I know Caledon will probably want to move towards Wesselheim in some way, shape, or form, or or um, finding his father. So that may not be Wesselheim. That's something the group will probably have to figure out, but.
1: Uh together, gotcha, so <clears throat> I guess I haven't heard you say that before. Finding his father is starting to feel more important, but not necessarily his well mother. i i
4: think I think some of this is we're out of the game here uh you know, it's like you guys as characters do not know this <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, you know, as I've processed more about like how should like how would Kaladin really feel about the events around you know, I think that's uh-huh. coming that's putting there's more flesh being put to that.
1: That makes sense. Um,
4: and I think the reality is, is, like if Kaladin wants to find his mom, he would take charge of that. And he'd also, uh, I think the most rational step is, all right, if if my dad hid this information, my dad is the natural next step gotcha. for Kaladin yeah. to go back to. You gotcha. know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so. we
2: ha- we haven't verified.
4: No. Really anything. Nothing's been us. verified from Thalno, and mm. I just don't think Kaladin would just follow Thalno. Mm. Is he even because- really an elf? Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, we have no idea. He's got the attitude, that's for sure. He could be a goblin,
0: (laughs) just great makeup, shape (laughs) shifter.
5: To to be determined if, like, Thalanal responds that way, but I think that would be something that might cause a more positive reaction from, like, between Thalanal and, like, the group if Kaladin were to all of a sudden just be like, take charge and, like, we're going to find my dad or we're going to wherever and, like, taking more of a leadership role. Because I think Thalanal pulling Berg aside towards the end and being like what is it is he like underreacting to you and Berg was like I, I mean I think so um if and Thalinal posed it as like if the solar avast was melting or on fire or whatever like what would your reaction be and I was like oh I I mean if I wasn't already there then I would be immediately going and so I think there that is a real maybe tension or expectation that Thalinal has and so maybe all these steps that we're doing right now is Thalnall just trying to figure out, okay, what, what's something I could do outside of us just going straight to line. um, like B line, A to B, rather than A through to Z. Because we're probably Caladon also C.
0: you kinda cut ties with Wesselhein though, right? So it's not yeah. it's not the same homeland so, type
4: I think the expectation that Kaladin would respond a certain way. So you said it and you just said it um before and Th- Thal said it in the I, I don't I don't think that's uh, fair or true and isn't consistent with Kaladin's actual experience with Wesselhein. So he let, like part of he didn't just leave because of his mom. I mean we've kind of fleshed this out over the over the sessions that Kaladin is breaking from a traditional sense of what's expected from him in Wesselhein, that life, that kind of military, and to say like I'm forging my own path there's been a progressive distancing from Kaladin from that. Now that's not to say that he would not care at all about his home uh, town, but it's not as much like uh, I'm not waving the Wesselheim flag, you know, behind me. And we just got out of a situation in which there's some disenchantment with Wesselheim in terms of like what's happened in the past. Um, Cowards. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a thing. And Kaladin feels that for you. Like, Mm. Or, you know, Kaladin's relationship with Erdo and then learning what they did to his people. That's just something that Kaladin's like, yeah, that's... That'd be interesting to see Erdo go to West line Or
3: whatever's left of it.
0: I'll, I'll bring a spire flag.
4: Behind me, <laughs> and plant it. He's gonna plant it when he gets on the there. rubble. <laughs> every
3: every long rest, like yeah. before you guys go to bed. Who's uh, what, dead what are you now? guys doing? I'm knitting my flag in preparation <laughs> for time <laughs>
5: And then him putting the flag in Westleheim is the thing that brings <gasps> magic back to like the entire region, <laughs> to all people, to all, all magic people, to all people. People's and then people's Arugula comes world. down. Yes.
1: No,
4: no, 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 Feet no. Fade black. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of Fade to Black, uh, final question. Um, so you guys are going to this shop because of a paper you found in the stall, right? Mm-hmm. And it had Tucker's name on it. So are you helping Tucker or are you helping Thalanil? I was confused about that. Because you guys said that like helping Tucker is like a side, you know, idea. But it seems like that's exactly what Thalanil's is doing right now. Is he on a side there mission is. or...
5: I mean, there was an interesting, like, intersection of Thalinil saying we have to find people with, like, the two earrings. Mm-hmm. And then that happened to be who Tucker was dealing with and selling um, the lightning bugs to. And then all this, also the group finds out all this stuff about, okay, Tucker and his mom mm-hmm. um, and them being in debt to this group. Mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of killing two birds with one stone Okay, is – all right mm-hmm. let's continue on this path and also potentially help resolve or take tucker's family out of a bad situation
2: i don't it, it's also now let you say that too. i'm so freaking confused by this whole why are we at the store mm-hmm. because thalonil if i recall correctly thalonil came looking for us ended up some <laughs> co i guess is that where he was where he found out that there's a shipment waiting to go to perochin mm. they're like Somebody blew up Porochin. I think it's people you're looking for. Go find this two-earing guy in, where the heck are we now? Torrey Crossing. Mm-hmm. So he went to go find that guy. Hasn't really interacted with that guy. And now he's making a huge leap that this paper is the next thing we need to follow. When he just accused Finn of, you can't make leaps in this game. Like, don't <laughs> make <true>. any leaps. <laughs> it's a really clear path that I'm on. But nobody said in anything that, he needed all we know as a party is that we need to look for a guy with two earrings we found a guy with two earrings we haven't interacted with him we stole from him
4: and now we're going to this other pawn shop i think i would say that it's consistent for us to go not for thalonel so it's consistent for us to make the leap based on what thalonel said in the in the tavern it's a bigger leap than what thalon was comfortable making when we were looking at the job board um but there is a inherent like yeah if you're looking for the guy who's trafficking in the bugs you now have the customer of the guy who's trafficking in the bugs it's a place to start
0: it's yeah it's the only lead we it's have it's the only lead yeah. we have
2: so sense. it for us it is but f- it seems like the way Thalineau presented it was like go to the guy with the earrings he's going to give you the next instructions on where to go to find we just can't find the guy really mm-hmm. he just wasn't mm-hmm. at a stall um
0: but I yeah, guess we're gonna go. Yeah, you're right because we were supposed to have like an in with them.
2: Yeah, it was like yeah. it seemed like this is the guy you need to go speak with in Turing. Yeah, we didn't talk to him at all, and he doesn't know that we're tied to Tucker. Right. Yeah. If we're even tied to Tucker. Yeah.
0: Which, mm-hmm. which I'm
1: not sure if we are. Gotcha. It's sounding like we might not be. So he's just trying to find his lead again. I just want to kill I think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. And Tucker just happens to be in. He. The he's crosshairs. a. Side, he's yeah, in the crosshairs that of that. Sucks.
4: But I think the main reason is that it's a lead. Um, we knew Tucker was delivering something mm-hmm. and now we know the customer in theory, if we're reading the sheet, right, uh-huh. the customer of that transaction, Gotcha. we can't find the dude with the earrings, but maybe we can, if we go to the customer first. All so right. All right. I think that's maybe part of the, that helps now we'll see what happens when, uh, the guy with the earrings realizes we went to the customer and then he finds a shop. and the manifest, like, turned upside down. And the only way that we would know to get to the customer if we were the one to do that. Uh Which, by the way, we didn't talk about it. We don't have to, but I loved that scene. I loved Erdo's response in the market. I love Thalinil's ingenuity and setting the thing on fire. I thought it was fun for Kaladin to kind of sneak up and, you know, roll some stealth checks, which is something he doesn't normally do. Um, Uh, So that, you know, that whole scene was fun. I thought that was a lot of fun. Erdo doesn't like... Thalano being irresponsible with fire ooh good point yeah. or, or, or framing
3: ooh.
2: him for lighting a card on fire
4: yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's
3: Wait, his Erdo impression Erdo doesn't like Thalano being irresponsible with fire yes
4: you did just shoot a fireball into the sky <laughs> says the guy who <laughs> burned nothing, down a though. couple houses which back is why in he GitHub. doesn't yeah. okay. Erdo learns
0: from his mistakes okay. Yeah. okay he's not a static character it's all about <laughs>
1: learning actually yeah that's like
2: yeah, that, that, whole that scene was pretty great. It, it was <laughs> so it, funny. it all came out of Thalno <laughs> coming back inside asking for help after he said he didn't want us. So that was a, a pretty good uh, scene in game, and then yeah. leaving the rogue and the ranger with uh, in general pass without a trace to go go sneak into a cart in the middle of broad daylight. I was like, okay, cool. We'll look at the job board. Have fun, guys. <laughs> eviction,
1: yeah. eviction notice. Get rich quick. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I have it. Come get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. Give it back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I wonder if the guy, if the guy's name, who's the get rich quick person, is
1: like his last name's gonna be like Ponzi or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, tune in next time. We will definitely see. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: This has been Coffee Break. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by Baid Ale, helping emotionally stunted people get their feelings out all over Eldenfeld. Tune in next time for episode five.